चार धाम यात्रा ब्रेकिंग द साइकल इन मिस्टिकल हिमालयस डियर फ्रेंड्स टुडे वी आर लुकिंग एट अ वेरी स्पेशल जर्नी अ जर्नी दैट हैपेंस एट मेनी लेवल्स लेट अस बिगिन विद अ फ्यू लाइंस ऑफ पोएट्री वी रोट कोई पुरानी दिलकशी है जो हमसे हमारी बर्दाश्त की हदें मांगती है इट्स एन ओल्ड एनचांटमेंट ऑफ द हार्ट दैट आस्क्स फॉर द लिमिट्स ऑफ इंड्यूरेंस दे कम्स अ टाइम इन आर लाइफ्स व्हेन वी एक्सपीरियंस लेजर अ स्पेस वेर वी वुड लाइक टू जस्ट take some me time to explore the whole range and expanse of me it is actually a time of ease and yet deep down this is also a time we become aware of an existential unease a discontentment a desire to experience something lasting more peaceful a desire to experience a certain unconditional freedom because we realize that somewhere we are all caught up in cycles day and night pleasure and pain ups and downs man has so many questions doubts about his choices his condition they range from who i really am am i just an offspring of my parents am i just another cog in the wheel of society to be told what to do through education through training through faith feelings of infatuation of love belonging to an ideology religion pursuing a lifestyle caring for family spouse children working for company we go on trips of romance of achievement and at some point we get on to spirituality and yet there lingers a discontentment like how a paper kite that flies high in the sky is still bound by the thread an umbilical cord tied to the earth at some point we are even willing to negate our whole life experience expecting to find something substantial something lasting what is that something if we look back at life we see a few crossroads where we could have made different choices things might have been different at different points of life we experience midlife crisis where the whole of life as it has been lived feels meaningless and sometimes we take those drastic steps and yet nothing seems to change there is a deep 
discontentment when nothing seems to satisfy. Questions and the quest. Yes, we have had many questions. And yet, there is a difference between having questions and being on a quest, between questioning and a quest. A quest is something that unites a fragmented life, a fragmented thought process, and ties it into a single burning desire. Many, many frustrations, failures, all get joined in one thread, one throbbing, deep-seated desire, when all questions come together and unite the whole being into a single flame. And when this flame burns bright, the yogis call it abhipsa, an intensive longing. An intensive longing for what? The answer to that question is that there is no object here. The deep, deep longing, that original feeling, that is all one has. The search was to get to this point, where the search becomes the quest. A search is for something that we do not possess that is out there, and a quest is for something we seek to realize within. A quest is about lighting up the sparks into a flame and then protecting and nurturing the flame so that the flame becomes larger and larger till it is a light, till we are able to see from its light, our own light. The yogi is one who is immersed in the quest called Abhipsa. He is concerned only about this flame within him growing bigger, brighter and stronger so that it can never get extinguished. And when that happens, he is called a seer, one who can see in his own light, one who does not anymore need manifestos, creeds, belief systems, morality, scriptures, elders, advisors. He can see in his own light because he is a flame burning bright. Recognizing the quest. So this is the pilgrimage, the quest, Abhipsa, in the Yoga Sutra, it is said, Tivra Sammeghanam Asannaha. Intensive longing makes the experience of Samadhi very close. Just intensive longing. Not any technique, not any aptitude. The Yoga Sutra also says, Shraddha, Virya, Samadhi, Pragya, Purvaka, Itaresham that the intensive longing is preceded by devotion or a heroic attitude or the familiarity with the experience of samadhi. 
just recognizing the times you have already experienced samadhi. Maybe during intense love. Maybe when we wake up after a deep sleep for a few moments. Maybe when we let go and walk out of our ego boundaries. When we forgive. Maybe when we achieve a long cherished goal. Or maybe at the sight of a wise person. By knowing that this state is what I am after, by making a note of the feeling it evoked, it is called Samadhi Pragya. That intense longing, that is what makes you quiet, makes you listen. When you are in a place of meditation, like an old temple, maybe a small one, and no one goes there. But soon as you sit inside, you feel a vibe. We experience it sometimes in someone's room, maybe in a grandfather's or an aunt's room. Sometimes we like to wear a shawl that belongs to someone. We feel a vibe, a fragrance. It calms us. It elevates the mood. It takes you to a different dimension. It is the vibes of that soul who has been on a quest. Maybe we didn't realize it when they were alive, but now, after a little experience in life, we know that man, that lady was on a quest. That fragrance is there. Zone of Silence the Himalayas have always attracted people for its wipes. There are many spots on earth like the Kaaba, the Girnar forests in Gujarat, around Mount Fujiyama in Japan, even some places in tribal Africa. But the Himalayas are said to be the most powerful and there are many reasons for it. But the foremost one is that the mystical Himalayas pulsates with strong vibrations of thousands of yogis and siddhas who have all come for the same reason to the Himalayas on a quest to know themselves, to know the truth. And they have through their austerities, prayers, meditations, through hundreds of small daily acts, spread their fragrance there. Samadhi Pragya is just that memory and recognition of all the blissful moments we have ever had in our life. It is the practice of Sumiran, what the Babas call Bhajan. To constantly remember that feeling we seek, that fragrance. Because if every breath we chant, that feeling, it has to manifest in every experience. It has to one day become the whole of me. That is the quest. Why are we afraid of the night, of the dark? It's because one sense organ, the sight, is neutralized. 
If it's a quiet place, then another sense organ, the ears, are quietened down. When familiar smells are not there, another sense organ is quiet. And when oxygen levels are low, like it is in the Himalayas, the brain is forced to change its ways. You feel a certain tension at the top of the head. It changes the whole balance of the body. But it is not just because of the low oxygen levels. It is also because of two more things. One is because of the medicinal, herbal and mineral air of the Himalayas, which makes you more receptive. The Yoga Sutras say, Janma Aushadhi Mantra Tapas Samadhija Siddhayaha Siddhi or powers are due to predisposition at birth, herbs, mantra, austerities or samadhi. By birth, some people are prone to deeper inner experiences. Some are by the effects of certain herbs. Some by the vibrations of mantra. Some by doing intense austerities or tapas. And some by entering into states of samadhi, experience, powers. In the Bible it is said, Be still and know that I am. When the mind is still, there is also a chemical change in the brain. A certain biochemistry is also associated with silence. That is why we can even have a problem with keeping the window open and letting fresh air enter. Because real fresh air itself, especially in a green area, can awaken certain areas of the brain. And if we do not want to confront our lives when we are in denial, we avoid pure and green air. We subconsciously know that it will create trouble. And when we want to confront, when we want to be introspective, when we want to let go, when we seek a catharsis, we are drawn to going into a forest or to a river or to the mountains to some place where nature is in its splendor, where it can overwhelm you. We do deep, deep down trust nature. That is a deep-seated memory. It is embedded deep in our psyche. Buddhi, intelligence, which is the same as the intelligence that created all of nature, knows that where oxygen levels are full of the fragrance of certain herbs and flowers, it will affect the biochemistry of the brain. It will allow you to get into the zone of quietness where you can purge those emotions, where you can let go. Mantras too have the same effect. Mantras are pure vibrations, sound, also called the word in some scriptures, is supposed to be the first act of creation. Then came light. That primal sound is called anahat by the yogis, the sound of one hand clapping 
by Zen masters. This primal sound of creation called Anahadnad can be connected to by chanting certain seed sounds. That is why we feel like doing prayer in a room where a lot of meditations or prayers have happened or in the company of adepts. It is called Satsang, which means to be in the company of truth. So where wise people have spoken, shared, or in their presence, the space gets charged up with a vibe that is very purifying and healing. And that is why we feel a sense of peace in certain spaces, because the silence of that space is charged with insight, pregnant with the possibility of transformation. There used to be a temple in Rishikesh where it was said that chanting has gone on 24 hours for hundreds of years non-stop. If you enter there, the vibes are so strong, you will enter that zone of silence, of peace, of insight easily. <laughs> 